0: every day, it really hurts to be deserted and left behind, but at the bottom of the bottle I don't mind, you see the bottom of the bottle is oblivion, oh, such a break from this mistake I'm living in. I gotta get much wetter yet to keep me sane. And at the bottom of the bottle, there's no pain. iniquity den I'm living in is not my style it's just a way to get away for a little while I don't find peace of mind not anywhere but at the bottom of the bottle I don't care At the bottom of the bottle is a magic land That knows the brain and kills the pain of a lonely man So bottoms up, my loving cup, I'm on my way At the bottom of the bottle, here I'll stay Bottom
1: of
2: the bottom, here I'll stay. Hey, it's me, and I don't have any backing music, which I probably should have done, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of things going on around here. Uh, You can probably even hear the hamburgers I'm trying to cook in the background right now so that'll give you some indication. So let's let's put this on. There. There we go. Okay. Yep, so it's Rory here at awman.net here for another week, and uh, I'm not going to talk too long because then my hamburgers will burn, and then I'll be unhappy about it. Uh, so, yeah, that was Johnny Bond with Bottom of the Bottle from 1968. I only just found out today when I was digging around online that I I just thought that came out on a single, but there's a whole album that ties into, and it's called Drink Up and Go Home. It was put out by Starday Records in Canada in 1968, and I really want to get my hands on that, because uh, at least looking at the titles of it, a lot of them seem to be booze-related. So other than The Bottom of the Bottle, there's, uh, what else, The Bottle Let Me Down, um, swinging doors, which I assume implies like a honky tonk kind of thing. Uh, Papa top, that kind of standard. Uh, what else? Some other things that probably involve being drunk, like put me to bed. Uh, there's the title track, drink up and go home. Yeah, so you get the idea. I'm gonna. I couldn't find it on Soulseek. Maybe I'll buy it because it's on Discogs for like a dollar or something. Alright, so this week, yeah, we got Zach popping by halfway through. I got a bunch of new stuff I found on Bandcamp. Uh, The uh, standard stuff from the past hundred years that's non-standard, as I like to think of it. Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what else. Hopefully I get through the whole show, and uh, it's nice to be back after a week of not being here. It's surprising how much... It seems like time has passed, even though it was only two weeks ago I did the last show. So anyway, um, what I'm going to play next is by a band called Ballons from Slovenia. And they just put out this new record called Sam Prevan. And that was released by the Kappa Records label, I guess, a couple weeks ago. And anyway, yeah, the name of the song is... Well, the title translates to Raining. Uh, Google Translate does not help me out here. It won't won't read it out from Slovenian, but uh, Dejue, I think. They say it in the song, and I feel like an idiot for not remembering it. So I'll be able to hopefully tell you the correct title after. So I'll, I'll play that for you now.
3: that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here, but they get alone time and I get a chance to be in Omaha and my double wide trailer will turn into a single wide when I get home, but we got a fund me page that I get to go check at the local library on the line. So I get to go check that GoFundMe me page and as soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we are gonna be right back.
2: Zipper with High War uh, that came out, I guess, yesterday officially, according to the uh, Bandcamp page for their label Tenth Court or one of the labels they're on. They're, they put that out through Tenth Court and and that they're in Australia and Urticaria in France. It's funny looking at the Tenth Court. Bandcamp page, it says, Tenth Court, it's an independent record label from So-Called Australia. Um, So-Called. Yeah, the name of the record is Dreamer's Gate. I don't think I said that. Also heard the Jesus Lizard Horse Doctor Man from their final full-length record, Blue, came out in 1998 through Capital. Also, the Experts... (laughs) The exports, exports, Exports. seatbelts, please, from a 1964 King single. Uh, Then there was Plop from the Czech Republic, who I just discovered the other day. The song was Momboat, and that clocks in at what, like a minute and nine seconds? And that just came out through the Learn or Go Society. They have a full, I don't know if it's a full length or a much longer. EP as well and I need to listen to that at least when I checked it out the other day for like a couple of minutes it also all sounded good Um, then before Plop Plop it was Picnic they spell it P-I-C hyphen N-I-C the song was You Heard My Voice they put that out on a single through United Artists in 1967. And to start, it was Ballons with De Jouet. I st- ah, fuck. I thought I was going to remember how to pronounce that properly. Anyway, so that, yeah, that came out just through Kappa Records on, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. It's called Sam Pravam, as I mentioned. So I'm going to play, speaking of another band from the Czech Republic, I also just found these guys, they're called Pris, and they put this new album out through Divnosti, the name of the song that I will play is, uh, well it's printed in Hebrew, and it means Mr., I don't know why it's doing this thing. Usually, Google Translate would let you play the audio of the the thing that you typed in that you want it to translate, but right now it's not doing it. So I guess if I wanted to find out how to actually pronounce that, I can't read he- Hebrew. Um, how would you do it? Um, I really want to know. Maybe you want to know too. Maybe you don't care. You don't care. Anyway. No, it, it actually won't. Even if I try to translate from English to Hebrew, it won't give me the, uh, the English or the Hebrew spoken audio thing. That usually does. Oh, well. Can't win them all. Um, so I think I'll leave it at that. Here we go. It's Pris with a song title that I don't know how to pronounce.
1: i <Understanding noise>
4: Bread and desserts and just get all fat and <laughs> sassy.
2: Are Fenced In, and that was just put out on a self-titled EP. I think there's just two songs on it. Not that you need anymore. Just saying, there's two songs on the EP. They're both really good songs. Came out through Digital Hot Dogs, who I've played, as in the label, I've played stuff from that label before. Uh, they have a lot of good music, so... I'll post the Bandcamp link like I always do after the show. Um, Then there was Specters with Murder Castle. That's a great one, too. It came out through Dark Habits this year in October, to be precise, or semi-precise. I don't recall the exact date. Um, The album is It's Never Going to Happen, and This Is Why. Also heard the Ajax with Night Ride from a 1964 Valiant Records single, Heidi Franke with Die Sonne scheint nicht mehr an dich, or The Sun Shines No More Without You. My limited German skills come in handy for a song with a title like that. That was released by Polydor Records in 1966, and then we started with Pris, P-R-I-S as they spell it. Uh, The song title I can't pronounce, but translates from Hebrew to English as Mister, and that is from their new release, Caprivi, that they just put out through Divnosti Records. And I guess next I will play something by Richard H. Kirk. I always adored, I adore, just adore the title of the song, International Smash Face Detective Theme. It came out on earlier, later, unreleased projects anthology 74 to 89, which was released by the Mute Records, the gray area subsidiary, in 2004. I thought I'd, I'd play this not only because it's a good song, but it's interesting that Richard H. Kirk just put out, or he's about to put out, I think, in a couple of days, something like that, a new Cabaret Voltaire record. I'm a little mixed on that, because he's the only person in the quote-unquote band, if you want to call it a band. And I, I don't know why he'd do that. He, he does all kinds of stuff under his own name and other project names. And what's really the the use to... Cabaret, call it Cabaret Voltaire, was it's just him. I guess you'd have to ask him, maybe. Maybe he has an answer. I haven't seen anything. But there were a lot of people complaining, or at least citing that... As something to note in the the comments on a YouTube video, that's I guess a single from the record, which was decent. Uh, it's not really, I don't really like it as much as his, you know, classic Cabaret Voltaire stuff when they're a three piece and doing the really weird stuff. But um, you know, it's it's still half decent. So, yeah, we'll get in all this business, and then talk to Zach in about 15 minutes and see what kind of bullshit we can get up to, and then there's a bunch more music to come, so)
1: Ooh!
0: So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. you dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and fuck no shit. Call now and play phone Jeopardy. She drank the poison that Captain Hook intended for Peter Pan.
3: Tinkerbell!
4: Fuck him. When you get this letter, please don't laugh. All that's left of my dreams is this photograph. Pictures of two lovers while their love was still new. I'm sure you'll remember the boy is me, the girl is you. Close, may look funny and out of style The pictures worn and faded I've carried quite a while I guess I kept on hoping someday we'd meet again I didn't realize how time flies till I looked around and then I saw a face filled with light From the kind of life I've lived Count the honky-tonks and women By the gray hair in my head I could have had your true love That someone else had shared But all I can look back on Is twenty ways you. I saw a face filled with wine from the kind of life I've led Count the honky-talks and women by the grey hair in my head I could have had your true love but someone else's share But all I can look back on Is twenty wasted years
2: 20 Wasted Years by Earl Albert, that came out through Spar Records, as part of an album called Saturday Night in Nashville, also heard Champagne Super Chillin' from, or I guess it's a song from a compilation that just came out. Through Sacred Hood, the compilation is known as Salopard, Volume 1. And it I don't know if it's a fundraiser for venue they have or if it's just curated by the venue that those same people at Sacred Hood run in Switzerland. In uh, Biel, I believe the city is. So that uh, song was Amor Fatih. Then we heard uh, leonchen Snell. The song was Ich will near Barbie and it translates into I don't want any more Barbie the word Barbie being in parentheses, and that's kind of an awkward title but she actually does reference the name Barbie in the song so I guess it's sort of like the Jolene idea where she's pleading with Barbie not to do something or other I don't know what uh, that came out in 1966 through Phillips on a single, and then Richard H. Kirk, International Smash Face Detective Theme, from earlier later, put out in 2004. Uh, compilation of his work from 1974 to 1989, that was previously unreleased. I'm going to play a whole set of songs about trains. So, train songs, not songs about train sets. But before we get to all that, let's talk a bunch of bullshit with Zach as part of I'm Allowed."
0: Thought of this, baby. I
2: let's never go. thought
5: of this thought. <laughs> and that thought is, give it a shot,
2: Yeah, <laughs> Try me, baby. All right. What have I got for you? I don't know what I got for you actually. I never planned this for ahead. Oh
5: man.
1: <laughs> Phone calls over. Finally
5: today you were going to try me. You're going to give it a sh- give it a good give it a good shot, baby.
2: Yeah. Next next week we'll try it. <laughs>
5: have you ever been in a fight?
2: <laughs> a physical fight? No. Well, I was thinking about this the other day, and the closest I've ever been to a physical fight was uh, almost two years ago, but it still was officially the beginning of 2019, so I guess I can still say last year for now. But um, I was walking home while in Ukraine, and there was this guy who was just kind of drunk and stumbling around, and he said something to me in Ukrainian. Of course, I don't speak Ukrainian, so I just said, yeah, sorry, man, I don't know. And I just assumed he was asking for money, so I was just trying to, to get away from him. And um, this is in the middle of the night, too, when there's nobody around. So he, he's like, oh, I'm Grisky. And then he kind of, like, lunged towards me and, and kind of, like, grabbed me. And I like was just trying to get away from him. And so it's like, all right, man, I'll, I'll just give you, like, i just grab, like, w- whatever small bills I had in my pocket to try and get rid of them. And I was like, here, here, I, it was probably worth, like, a buck or something. And then he's like, no, give me more. And then he started, like, kind of, like, grabbing my hands and stuff. And I was just pushing him away. And I, there was somebody in a car that was just sitting idling. And I think he seen that, too. So he kind of fucked off and tried to make a joke about it. But uh, I thought I was going to have to try and... Break out the old fisticuffs there, but uh, thankfully cooler <laughs> heads prevailed. So that that's that's my yeah. one and only fighting story, or as close as it gets to one, anyway. And I, I, I'm not looking. He was
5: walking on the fighting side of you. <laughs> he,
2: he was, yeah. I he was a bigger guy, like he's just more kind of like fat. But uh, I think I would have had a fair chance because he was just smashed, and I was just perfectly oh, sober. Oh yeah. So yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, that put. The, the thing is, it's like that uh, Eddie Noack song. He gets smaller with every drink.
1: <laughs> you know,
5: it's like if you get drunk. If if you're drunk, you think you're the best fighter in the world, or some people do. I mean, I don't. I don't. Mm. When I drink, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink at all now. But when I drank, I didn't. Uh, it never made me feel violent. It never made me like want to attack anybody. It just made me feel good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: I just felt like euphoric and, and happy, and I'd be more likely to. Hug someone than to punch him for sure. You know, it's like I, that, it never crossed my mind. But there's some. It's it's like alcohol accentuates whatever is already in you. Absolutely. You know? If you're already kind of like a violent asshole, get a few drinks in that person, and you know, get a, get a few drinks in a person like that, and, and their buddy, they're ready to rumble. <laughs> yeah. But they're so shit-faced drunk, they don't know what they're doing.
2: You know. <laughs> if you get a couple of really drunk aggressive guys like that, though. I'm sure it, it could be pretty entertaining to watch. I've never actually, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. But uh, yeah, it's not like oh, man. in the movies where, you know, crack and smash and all the, you know, basic Batman type uh, sounds for a fight. It, it's just going to be a bunch of guys or a couple of guys falling all over each other and getting all sweaty <laughs> and out of breath and that kind of thing.
5: Wrestling around like a couple of bo- like a couple little boys.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I do remember that when I was in high school or junior high, and, and then there'd be a fight, and you'd you'd probably see a couple of really good smacks thrown at first, but then after that, it just the the action really dropped in uh, its quality and quantity. The the wind just being <laughs> kind of literally and figuratively knocked out of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I, uh, I had this guy really early on. You know, I was playing. I was playing this like kind of like unusual acid folk music. You know, it was just like me and a it was just me and a guitar. But I was playing. You know, pretty unusual country hillbilly music. And this was I was really young when I when this happened. I was like eighteen, maybe seventeen or eighteen, playing at this coffee house slash bar. And this drunk guy tried to come up while I was playing. You know, this pretty. This, you know, there's pretty complex music that people really weren't didn't like all that much. I'll I'll, I'll put it that way. It, it wasn't a hit. I, mean, I, think, I think he probably summed up the sentiment of everybody in the. You know, I wasn't trying to make I wasn't trying to make something that was really listenable or something that people were going to go wild over. I was doing some. I was doing whatever the fuck I wanted, which is what I've done my entire life. But uh, he came up and tried to grab my guitar when I was playing in the middle of me playing. I gave him one morning. I said, "Back up, you know." I, I I said it to him. You know, I was in. I was on the microphone. I said, "Back up, buddy." And uh, he did. He backed up for a second, and I started <laughs> playing again. And he went for my guitar. I just picked up the guitar by the uh, by the neck and used the butt of it and just went wham and <laughs> smacked him right in the face with it. Knocked him. Knocked him. Knocked him backwards, and he stumbled over. And I went up toward him to like, you know, kick him when he was down. To be honest, I was like, man, all right, this is, this is this is the ball now, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is what, now I got to do whatever I've got to do at this point. But it knocked him down. It flattened him. <laughs> and he you know, he was really drunk too. It's like it's like that very much. He was like he was very drunk and he was just like completely dazed by that because I really got him. I got him with the you know the big flat broad part of a guitar, the butt of that, right in the face, man. That, do some damage. I mean, yeah. I, I pulled, I pulled it a little bit. I didn't hit him as hard as I could have. It was more just to
2: uh, hit,
5: hit him in the face and knock him back a little bit.
2: See, even then you were showing uh, restraint, even <laughs> when this guy. <laughs> I
5: did. Yeah, you know, I was totally sober. You know, I was 19 years old. I, I could, I couldn't have drank in that bar even if I wanted to. I was sober as a judge. But I did go up. You know, I, like, got up off of the little stage I was on. It was, like, a little platform stage. I got up off of that to finish the job if I had to. But he, he was so dazed by that. He was just, like, lay, he, like, fell over a couple of chairs, and he was laying on the ground. So, then I just finished. People really cheered for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you went over the They crowd. loved that. They,
5: I did actually went over the crowd with that, because I think, I think that guy had been going around all night basically irritating everybody. Yeah. So... I uh I kind of expressed the collective rage. I mean I would I would, ne- I would ne- I'm you know I really consider myself a, a pacifist. You know, I'm I'm not I I would never instigate a fight. And in some situations I wouldn't you know when I'm outnumbered especially I wouldn't fight back cuz it would be stupid to. You. You're just going to get beat worse. Yep. But in in situations like that, you know, there's no it's it's me or him at that point, you know. It's like He's not going to stop it grabbing my guitar. He's going to, because I'm I, I'm going to finish my set no matter what. I'm I'm there to play a set. And I'm going to finish that goddamn set. And there's no nobody's going to stop me. Nobody's going to nobody's going to pull me off stage once I'm
2: on there. Even if the guy comes with the uh, big cane, it doesn't matter. You're not.
1: you not <laughs>
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I'd love someone to try that, man. I. A guitar is a, a guitar is as long as a cane, baby. I'd whack him in the head with that guitar. <laughs> Do whatever, it, you know. I don't know. And I, yeah, it seemed like early on my shows were riots, and it was like I was trying to make them like that. I mean, I I I really revel that. I don't anymore anymore. I just want to play a set and. You know, present what it what I'm trying to present in an in a in a way that I want to present it, and you know, usually thoughtful and kind of quiet. And I have, I haven't had any kind of problems with that for many many years. But it seemed, when I was really young, just full of like, I don't know, it was I, maybe it was a kind of aggression. I see. I bu- I booked this tour. I said se- I sent this. CD of kind of like Towns Van Zandt, like folk music, and I made up this press, all this big press release stuff for it. Made all this stuff up. Wrote all these reviews for it for magazines. And nobody, it was like pre-internet, more or less, so nobody (laughs) fact-checked that I wasn't this kind of country sensation the way I painted myself (laughs) in all these writings. So I sent this, you know, I sent this around to a bunch of honky-tonks, this like Towns Van Zandt-type folk music. And then when I got there, I took off all my clothes except like really small bikini underwear and just played saxophone, (laughs) solo saxophone, walked on tables, kicked over drinks. I mean, I went absolutely bananas, (laughs) you know, again, something I'd never do again, but it was like, I don't know. You did some, yeah, it's like, I read an interview with Billy Corgan that, you know, that where he, and I really detest Billy Corgan, but I thought this, this interview was kind of, telling, you know, like he started playing music because he didn't get much attention as a child and, you know, he wanted positive attention from people, but I never had that problem. I always had pretty good, you know, I always had pretty good, solid attention when I was a kid. So it was like a way of like saying, I don't, I don't, I don't need anybody's goodwill. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to revel and be in the bad, it's kind of like being a heel in a, in a wrestling show or something. (laughs) It's like being a bad guy in a wrestling show. Yeah. And I was, I very much embraced that for maybe like the first two or three years of, of me performing live was just this wild assault. I was doing that in honky tonks and like for, in front of bikers, you know, and I, some, some crowds really loved it. They were like, well, what the, they were just so shocked because they thought they were, they thought they were here, there to see like a country crooner. And then they just saw a, basically a half naked man squealing, at, <laughs> squealing on free jazz sax. And, uh, walking on tables and going out in the crowd and playing into the crowd. And, uh, some of those crowds, you know, those rowdy crowds. I played one place that had like chicken wire in front of the stage. So they couldn't, sh- they couldn't throw their bottles at you. And they were trying <laughs> to, they were throwing bottles at me.
2: That's just going to encourage at them. at me I I stop. Like, yeah, if they yeah. know they actually can't, they're just going to fucking rail bottles at the, the wire the whole night. Oh, yeah. You must have beer yeah, I was all
5: over in, you. I was covered in beer. I, I, I left that just covered in beer. Cause they, they were, they were like throwing shit at me. They were saying, get off the fucking stage. Calling me, you know, like all kinds of derogatory names for for homosexuals. You know, it was like any in, in really hur- hurling insults at me, screaming at me, and I was behind that chicken wire just... <laughs> Just blaring away on that sax. And they were, you know, they they were shutting off the sound system, all this. And I'd keep playing without without amplification. I'd still just be skronking out this free jazz sax stuff. And, uh, man, that was a wild ride. And then the last show is in Blackburn, Ohio. And this is like a little town of like maybe 300 people. All all biker crowd. And uh, I played at like a particularly vitriolic show you know it's a really wild nutso show
2: go out with a bang and
5: uh yeah <laughs> yeah you know walking on tables and kicking over drinks so the whole the whole <laughs> the whole bad guy routine and uh this group of bikers followed me out when i was um uh, load you know i didn't have much gear i just had my suitcase and my saxophone and they were following me out when i was when i was finished And i was still in my underwear <laughs> um And, uh, they followed me out and they, they, formed a circle around me and started calling me, you know, like, I'm not going to even repeat the names they were calling me, but it was derogatory names for, for people who are gay and, uh, you know, just becoming very menacing and very threatening. And then, you know, forming that circle around me and then someone behind me whacked me on the top, whacked me on the head with a beer bottle, knocked me from behind. Cause they were, I was in a circle and they were, you know, they were just like, threatening me and all this stuff, and then somebody from behind whacked me on the head with a beer bottle, and then I I dropped to the ground, and they started just kicking the shit out of me. They broke my nose. They broke my, they broke a couple of my ribs.
1: Wow.
5: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it ended with a bang, that's for sure. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't win in that fight <laughs> at all. I, I didn't do anything at all. I just kind of like curled up, because that's all you can do in that. So you can just like try and protect your face and your... Privates, basically.
2: Yeah, how did you get out of there? I mean, did you just like kind of crawl over to your car and get in and just drive yeah. down the road a little bit. Yeah,
5: they finally you know, they they finally just finished and you know just still called me a few names and just kind of wandered off into the night drunkenly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just picked myself up and put my gear up and drove my car a little down the road so that I was away from the bar. You know, I like parked at this little. I think I parked this little state park that was down the road, maybe three or four miles, and slept in the car that night because I wasn't up to driving. I had it maybe a two-hour drive home. I, I I couldn't have driven that with all my with all with all my in, injuries. I couldn't couldn't have done it that night. But then, yeah, I woke up the next day and uh, my uh, well, I had a friend that was like a intern he was going to be a doctor and he, he set my nose I didn't go to the hospital but he set my nose for me and I really man that was painful uh, and then you know there's nothing you can do for ribs I just wrapped him up
1: and yeah
5: hurt for a few weeks basically
2: well it's a good story anyway even though it probably, <laughs> it probably wasn't all that great to go through but
5: yeah you know, it was kind of fun <laughs> I, you know I was really asking for it like that, their response was appropriate. I don't. I don't. Begr- I don't begrudge them their response. I think their response was appropriate. I'm surprised it didn't happen more. I'll put it that way.
2: Yeah, or that it couldn't. have. That's what happens to. The, or that it didn't go worse than that because I guess I mean that sounds pretty bad, but it could be worse still. Yeah,
5: they could have brought out weapons. Yeah, it, it could. It could have been a lot worse. I was. Play, I was playing a pretty dangerous game. That's the last time I toured like that. It's like I had to get that out of my system you know yeah in a way it's like i want i wanted to try it out because in high school there was a a friend of mine in high school was trying out for ecw which was a at that time a big wrestling uh organization right like rival the ww out there like more extreme and he was on the undercard for an ecw match he was a big tall guy like six foot seven and you know they were promoting him as like a, a hero type on there. I forget what they call those in wrestling, but they were they were promoting him, as, uh, Pretty Boy, I think, That's what they call him. And he asked me if I would be his heel,
1: <laughs> his bad guy. <laughs> yeah.
5: And I got so I I got to be on the undercard of an ECW match in Columbus when I was maybe 16 years old. Went out, you know, just like r- riling the crowd up, calling them all a bunch of dumb city boys and stuff like that you know i played like a country boy kind of hillbilly uh act that came into that song it's raining men (laughs) (laughs) that was my that was my theme (laughs) that that was my theme coming out and you know he just kind of like whooped me basically
2: yeah
5: it was like one of those things where you lost pretty quick i didn't get any it, it was like to pump him up, basically. But I, I, I really enjoyed that. I, it's something I wish I could have done more. <laughs> he, he, they didn't end up picking him up, so I didn't get to. I never got to do that again. But I thought that that was a pretty big thrill for me.
2: I'm sure there must be. Well, that's pretty pretty good to be connected to to somebody who was trying to get ahead in the whole wrestling circuit or whatever. But. There was, I guess, there probably still is, or at least will be, after the COVID thing dies down, whatever the hell that'll be, in uh, Ontario, not necessarily Toronto, but in other cities and towns, they have wrestling leagues and shit like that there. And my pal the Baron, he used to be in, in Alpha Strategy in the band, and uh, he invited me down to one of these things, and those actually get kind of nuts. Like they had all these fluorescent <laughs> lighting tubes that they're breaking over people. And, um, they had this, like it was towards the end. They pinned down one guy who was kind of the, I guess they were both using it. They, they had this like bat that was covered in barbed wire, uh, barbed wire. That is. And yeah, it pinned down like one guy and was just kind of grating his skin with it and stuff like that. But God! Yeah, it was really impressive kind of how over the top it was. And it was in this stinky kind of uh like Legion Hall <laughs> sort of thing. And um there's just a lot of ruffians there. It was in a, it was in Hamilton and uh which is kind of oh, like an old man. industrial town, and then just a lot Yeah, of, like,
5: I remember when we played
2: in Hamilton. Yeah, so it's just people like missing teeth and People who who've lived really hard lives, hanging around, there partaking in this or watching it, and it was really entertaining. I'm I'm not even a wrestling guy, but just the whole thing from a sociological standpoint. Whenever I come back, we should try and get in on some of that stuff and and uh, go see one of those. Oh
5: man, count me in for sure. <laughs> there's a little like uh, I don't know what they call what the pro, what the appropriate term, but there's a, a little pe- little person wrestling league here in. Uh, about thirty minutes away from where I'm at, and they're actually still doing it. I wow. haven't I haven't gone because it's it's stupid to go. It's stupid they're doing it right now, but yeah. they're so there's like a, a little person wrestling league in Pigeon Forge where we stayed. It's probably like five minutes away from from where my dad's uh, condo was is I guess. Um, they they just brought it in this year, which is stupid. I don't know why they would start it during COVID, but. They, it, they, yeah, they have shows daily. <laughs> wrestling shows daily there. Isn't yeah. that stupid? It, it is. I would it's, never, you know.
2: Yeah, and isn't there other a thing, thing where, thing to do? The, you know, we'll say people of, of that stature often don't live as long as, as people of a, a normal stature. So, I don't know. It could be kind of dangerous yeah. for them, too, but oh well. I, well
5: yeah, it's great. Like, of course, they can't wear a mask when they're wrestling. You yeah. Know? And the, the deal is, of course, you know, you. So in Sevier County, which is my adjoining county, it, there is a mask mandate. So the audience is supposed to be wearing wearing masks, but I put I put strong money on that not being enforced.
2: Yeah, I,
5: when I, you I, go I, in, you know, you probably have to. It's like the it's like restaurants around here. All the restaurants are open. You have it's a mask mandate, so you have to walk in with a mask, but. How are you gonna wear a mask when you eat? You don't have to. People just take their masks off and they sit in these cram-packed restaurants. It's deranged. <laughs> you know, there's there's like very good reason that cases are spreading in the U.S. because people are doing really stupid things like that constantly. I mean, it's everywhere. I don't. I, I I cannot understand that.
2: Yeah, the results like well, so you're gonna expect. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You
5: you know you know how that you you know how that story ends. You know.
2: <laughs> yep.
5: That's that story ends like there's like the cases in Sevier County are, nuts. severe. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, they're severe. Sevier County has had severe severe COVID because you got you got tourists coming in from all over the goddamn country. You know, it's like a it's like a big tourist trap, and they're really operating business as usual. It's it's shocking. It, it blows my mind. I kind of like to. I do drive by and like watch it from afar because it's so. It's kind of, it's kind of mesmerizing how stupid it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of these things that basically somebody has to lay down the law, as in create regulations and then have it enforced. Otherwise, people are just going to continue to do stuff like that. But that's
5: yeah, and they did. They mandated the mask, but. You know, how are you going to wear a mask when you're eating at a restaurant? I mean, you know, it's not it's not possible. How are you going to who's going who's gonna to go buy it person to person in a in a in a, in a little person recipe We you and say, okay, you got to have that mask on and over your nose. No one's going to do that. Yeah. It's not being done. You know, there's a quote unquote mandate, but no one's enforcing the mandate. It's and then you have so many people that are like virulently against it. I don't wear a mask. I don't need a mask. well okay you know mom's gonna get sick and die (laughs) (laughs) you're you're gonna you're gonna get you may not get that sick but you're gonna you're gonna get your mom sick and she's gonna die and uh you know it's it's pretty uh it's, it's pathological it's like it's like a it's like a pathological uh psychosis or something it's it's interesting to watch from afar, yeah, because of how terrifying and strange it is. But certainly not something that I'm going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be living on a mountain behind a locked gate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it that way. No one, no one gets up. No one gets up here unless I unlock the gate and let them in. So I'm the, I'm the, I'm the sheriff of this of this property, and you know, all that stuff's followed pretty pretty closely.
2: That's a good thing. Well, pal, yeah. we're we're close on the twenty-four minute mark here, so uh, maybe we can oh, wrap man. it up. Oh
5: man, yeah, I guess I guess we should. <laughs> yeah, well, until next time, man. As always, what what a thrill! Yeah, this, this is a, such a thrill for me, my buddy.
2: Always a good time. <laughs> so it's
5: all, it's always good to talk about violence and poop and pee and. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the finer, magic mushrooms and the finer things in life.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is a forum for that. Finally, yeah, finally a chance to talk about the real deal. <laughs> All right, my friend. I'll be seeing
2: you. All right, catch you next week. Be seeing you. Bye bye. Goodbye. All right, I think we said everything that needs to be said right there. Uh, so let's go to that. Set of train songs I was telling you about. Uh, I'll start with the Shangri La's The Train from Kansas City, put out by Redbird in 1965. I hope my mouse works. Yeah! yeah.
6: in not oh, you train, my baby
3: very uncomfortable for you, O.
2: songs along I think yeah that's right so that was uh, Rolly McGill and his rhythm rockers with there goes that train put out on a single in 1955 by piney records Uh, we heard before that the swanks with ghost train also on a single uh, that being put out by charm in 1968 Jin Gillette, Train to Satanville. I played that the other week, but I love that song, so it fits into the theme. Why the hell not play it again? Uh, that was put out by Musicon in 1961. Then there was Johnny Wallin Mystery Train, from a single released by Cooley, I don't know when. Uh, the Count Bishops, before that, Train Train, from a 1976 Chiswick Records the label uh, single. And... It's interesting. I I got wind of that one because there's this playlist, a mixtape thing that Jeffrey Lee Pierce put together years ago and gave to this guy who was in the Gun Club really briefly, who I think was a drummer, maybe in between records or something. And so this was one of the songs that was on that mixtape, along with a lot of other really good stuff, some of which I've played on here, other things I will probably play later. Uh, but it sounds, you can definitely tell if you're familiar with Mother of Earth by The Gun Club he's uh, borrowed a few elements from it but uh, yeah I I think it's all in good tribute anyway so yeah the Count Bishop's train train Um, The Millionaires before that haunted train from a 1959 Char record single then it was Jim Foley and the Big Beats Goodbye Train from a 1960 Lucky single and to start The Shangri-Las The Train from Kansas City from a 1965 Redbird single. I had a bunch more stuff I was going to play next, but times really kind of escaped my grasp here as it tends to do. So I'm going to play just the two things that I really want to play and the rest of the stuff I'll get to next week or whatever. Um, Fox Eagle next with Haunted Land from Waves on Water that was put out Earlier this year by Last Disorder. And then Radiant, who I played the other week. Miss Meteor is the song and comes from their self-titled album uh, released by Jaren earlier this year. So, thanks for being here as usual. I will return next week. There's absolutely no reason why I would not. Um, And, yeah, we'll keep this train moving along. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah thanks for being here thanks for listening to either the live thing or the replay and I'll post all the related materials on man.net shortly bye
7: yourself as they, as they always, always say because no cause one, no else, one will. else
4: will let us get the fuck out of here be seeing you and you